Hello, Nick, and uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to the BHA podcast. How are you doing, Nick? I'm not too bad, thanks. Volume two, we made it, Rambo, we made it. Yeah, that that's a sign that we're uh, either persevering or we're doing really well. Uh, we're Andy Miller approved, that's all that matters. Are we Andy Miller approved or are we just not on his radar at all? <laughs> one of the two we'll, we'll, let, we'll let the viewing public speculate on what that might be okay okay so um, this this uh, episode we're going to look at uh, the season and the, and the um, different divisions and stuff so we should probably start with the north and work our way down I would imagine yeah we're going we gonna to put some uh, put some predictions in there maybe and we can go back in a couple of months time and laugh at how wrong we were yeah, yeah, we can certainly do that. Um, okay, well, if we start with Division One North, because that makes the most sense in checking. Um, and uh, I am looking at that division. Uh, I think that's going to be a pretty tough one to call, from my point of view. But I would think that St Andrews are the favourites. Yeah, I think I I wouldn't look too far, far past St Andrews. Good couple of years behind them now as a Div One team. Obviously, one. Won last year quite comprehensively in the end, and always going to have a strong team. Like it's the the talent pool they've got to pick from is, is ridiculous, and um, it's going to take one of the one of the other powerhouses, you would think. Sorry, no offense to Leeds, but it's probably going to take one of the other three to stop them. Yeah, this is Leeds' um, first year, and I'll come come on to um, Leeds at the moment because I do have a, a a rather long paragraph from from their coach uh, to uh, see how he feels about how they've progressed, but. Um, yeah, I think you're looking at either a Nottingham or an Edinburgh um, challenge on that St Andrews win. The reason I really like Sheffield is they seem to always have that one or two games where they implode. So yes, I would agree with that. Yeah, so I'm hoping I'm hoping for the sake of the competition they don't, but uh, also being slightly biased towards Edinburgh, I kind of hope they do. <laughs> um, it, would be, it would be good I think potentially it is one of the best rivalries out there the Typhoons and the Eagles and I think it's good for it's good for everyone up and down the country never mind just the North if that's the case yeah yeah now um, speaking of Leeds I'll, I'll, I'll get this out of the way at the start it's quite long so I'll try and get through it without mumbling too much um, this is from Leeds coach Eason uh, Soridus I'm sorry if I still pronounce your name wrong even though you spell it phonetically for me but I'll do my best um, he, I asked him about how he feels about Leeds season and he said uh, September and October 2017 have been really intense for us when we started three years ago uh, around the same time we had about 25 to 30 people uh, who came down for a taster session and at first 18 people were all that joined the club this year they have 80 people coming to the taster session and more than 20 joined already without even coming to that. This also means that every year we grow another team since our founding. Development team might not compete in a cup this year, but hopefully they'll enjoy nationals. It feels uh, we grow a bit too fast, uh, but the new committee does an excellent job staying on top of things. With support of University of Leeds Union and with good sponsors, we have a sustainable plan for all of our squads and a good amount of trainings, at least for university hockey standards. One of my personal goals uh, since last year was to create a larger coaching team that would cater uh, to the needs of all the players of all levels for on and off the ice training and this seems to be coming together nicely. Concerning co- our competing squads, 
Our A team has gone through a massive restructure, but I believe they will be competitive and they will put up a good fight uh, one game at a time. The B team is now much more mature and the addition of some experienced players, they are ready to storm their 12 game. He said league, but we mean he means league still cup. Finally, I'm really happy that this year uh, we will have uh, players who have previously played with a total of six other BIHA teams. It's like things uh, like that that highlight we are a big hockey family and that our rivalry should only last till the final whistle. So that was, as I say, quite long, uh, Nick. You might have went, made a cup of tea while I was doing all that, but uh, I, I, think, I think it's quite interesting um, that Leeds seem to be turning into this, this a bit of a juggernaut in terms of growing from where they started and they don't even have their own, own rink yet. Yeah, he, uh, that guy right there, that's the man with the plan from the sounds of it. He's uh, well, well spoken, said all the right things. I don't know about you Rambo, we've been around long enough I'd say in terms of when you're looking at clubs and people who are at the top and sustained success of not necessarily winning things but as a club that's uh, long term development and long term prosperity not just a flash in the pan couple of teams then disappear off the face of the earth looks like Leeds are the hot topic around yeah I think Leeds seem to be they're very self aware and they but they seem to have the ambition and the drive and I hope they keep it going because as you say it fizzles out with some clubs at times and um, but longevity is probably more important than the results in the ice overall in, in this game uh, and especially in the UK yeah. And, and I think there's a famous quote out there something along the lines of if you uh, aim for perfection if you hit very good you've still done pretty well yeah um, I think Yogi Bear said that didn't he yeah something like that <laughs> anyway let's let, basket as well as me yeah. yeah so um, speaking of which um, the uh, I am uh, got the graveyard shift uh, on the line in the Edinburgh Eagles St Andrews Typhoons game at 11 o'clock on Tuesday night uh, which is probably the latest game of hockey I've ever done in Scotland during the week for about two years now, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, that's probably since the last time I saw you at, was that Wednesday night in Dundee about two years ago that you did our game? Yeah, I had to do a one-man system, unheard of in Scotland until that that game. Yep, uh, was it yeah. unheard of for us, unfortunately? No, no, I think there might have been a few offsides missed. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't miss the elbow on your guy, but he slashed them, and I couldn't be bothered calling both penalties. So, just That's in case fine. he, we, we, just, we just wanted to go home anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, let's uh, let's go a bit closer to to home, I suppose, for you, and uh, talk about Division Two check in North. Uh-huh. Uh And uh, obviously, you guys dropped down into that this year. A uh, few different teams you're going to play. Who who are you thinking's the, the the top teams in that? I mean, obviously yourself has got to be the favourite. Normally, the team it just goes down, sort of flip flop between the two divisions. But uh, who who else are you looking forward to a real challenge with? Oh, I think we've got quite a tough 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 start coming up against Sheffield Bears B, who gave Leeds a very good run for their money, and everyone knows with Sheffield with their thirty seven thousand players. Uh, making the B team's not a bad thing and there's going to be some pretty good players out there that are competent and can more than play Sheffield B will be a team to watch in the same way I'd put Manchester Metro Stars out there like they've had a uh, an ex-Div 1 team had a couple of quiet years but it's always it's Div, it's Div 2 all it takes is a couple of players to turn up on the right night you can turn anyone over and, and personally I know it's something we'll probably talk about nearer the time or it'll get talked about anyway 
Um, the World Cups game. I, I would describe it as a game, but I've already, as coach of our team, I've already tried to explain to our guys that there's a way that I want us to play this year, apart from, unfortunately, those two games against the Wildcats probably will be more of a war than a game. But it's about the big picture. It's about trying to get back to where we want to be in Div 1, play against the Eagles and people like that, and the, and the big trips to the big rinks and the big teams. And It's a hard slog, Div 2. Like, no one's taking this for granted. It's it's going to be a hard, long season. It's 10, 10 games. Try and, you're going to be looking at a team's going to have to probably go 10-0 and 0 or 9-1 and 1 to try and win. Yeah, that's that's certainly true. And um, of course, you've now got the addition of Sheffield having two teams in this uh, division, um, yes. and that means you'll get to you get to play against Carrot. It does indeed. <laughs> so whatever team he makes, I, I presume unless he jumps straight to the A team, uh, he's not a terrible player, so he, it's not totally unthinkable. But I would imagine he'll be in the B or the C team, uh, and so you'll get a wee game against him. And uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. No, no bribes from Andy Miller for um, any any calls in that game. Uh, no, uh, we'll see. It's it's exciting. It's personally, it's <clears throat> good to be back in that division, Div Two, somewhere where I've played before. Enjoyed the experience in Div One, but I know the entire of our team is looking forward to coming into the season with a little bit of a different perspective than from survival mode. Yeah, I think. Unfortunately, we're not quite at that stage yet where all five teams in, in Division 1 are totally competitive all the time um, in, each, in each the North and the South. Um, and so I, 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 I get that from some of the teams. You know, Hull were one, I think, that were quite pleased when they, when they dropped out. Uh, and obviously yourself, it gives you a chance to sort of be competitive and enjoy your hockey a bit more that you don't know it's going to be a case of defending like crazy for 60 minutes or whatever so you know and that's not that's no disrespect to the Kings because the Kings are you know when I went down with Edinburgh last year it was a cracking game of hockey and Edinburgh were lucky to come away with with the points in that one so um, it's a a chance to reassess got a lot of new quite a few new players coming in this year it's also a good chance to bridge the gap between when you have a division one team and a a, a non-checking team the gap's huge this year we're in the fortunate fortunate chance of having a Division 2, an old-style Division 3 team slash Div 1 non-check-in, and then a, a Tier 4 team as well. So it's the development opportunities to be able to give people experience. Like, we played a friendly game the other night, and to be honest, it was great to be able to go along and say to some of the A-teamers, you just sit down. Some of the B-teams have been putting in the effort. They're going to take their chance tonight and, and see what they can do in a, in a challenge game where there's nothing on the line. Is that the Townside Jesters game? It was indeed. Yeah, how did that go? Eleven uh, one win. Unfortunately, the uh, the Jesters didn't manage to spiel the stronger team as we were hoping for for a preseason outing. But <laughs> still, at the end of the day, everyone knows it's hockey. At the end of the day, you get some rust, rust off, get the legs moving, uh, feed Adam Perry the puck. All good. Yeah, get get your assists. Okay, and uh, let's say uh, let's flip flip to the south for the. We'll stay with checking first, and then we can. Going to non-checking because that that's going to be a, a quite a task actually non-checking, but um yeah so this year we've we've got five teams eventually in uh, Division One South checking, the UCL um now in Division One South checking we've got London Cambridge Oxford Blues Cardiff, and yeah that's it yeah so that's five teams, so what's your thoughts on that division I know we don't know a lot about the South but. 
Normally, a London, normally London's to lose. London slash Oxford. Uh, I mean, Cambridge is to lose. Yeah, it's, it always seems to be every year. It's London or an Oxbridge, depending on which Oxbridge turns up this year. Mm. You never know. It, you really, but then again, look at the results that Cardiff got last year. They were no, they were no mugs in terms of what they were doing. Um, obviously, it helps when they don't have Dave for the majority of the year. So. <laughs> Um, but even so, I could see Cardiff taking points off those those three teams, and uh, it, it really is just the head head matchups in terms of who comes out best on whichever given night. I know, um, obviously, I think you were down there last year, weren't you? Did you see the uh, London game versus uh, was it Cambridge? Yeah, yeah, I was down there um, last year for the uh, NFL with my granddad, and I, I I drove across to Lee Valley. Uh, I gave myself like an hour to get there from the hotel. It took about two hours from one side of London to the other, but got there. Uh, saw the uh, missed the first sort of ten minutes of the first period, but it was a pretty good game, pretty intense. Uh, but London just in their own pad just looked like they had the sort of physicality to to outlast teams. So, and you know with Cali and stuff involved, that physicality is always going to be a factor. Um, it doesn't matter how big or small they are; they're always going to be physical. I don't know about you guys, but certainly it's always been a delight to some extent for me as a, as Northumbria coach that some of those southern teams we might not see them all year or we might only see them once at nationals. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think I think it will be down to Cambridge and, and uh, London again because Oxford are still kind of in that sort of in betweeny stage at the moment where you know they're they're sort of they're building their club up to to something special. And they're a yes. great bunch, and I really do hope they do well. But I think it will probably be Cambridge London this this year. And you know, as you say, Cardiff could surprise us as well. Um, yeah, I, I would say quite easily with Oxford, they could come first. They could also come fourth. Mm. And I'm, I'm no disrespect to UCLU there, but yeah, I think come first they could come fourth. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I think UCL um, they do had a good year in Division 2 last year but they seem to they, they seem to be hinting they've lost quite a few bodies and stuff and you know I don't want to count any team out of any division but they, they don't seem that confident so it's hard to sort of they're not that confident it's hard for us to sort of be totally behind them I suppose I would say certainly from what me and you know from behind the scenes the, the general opinion of someone like Leeds going into this situation and someone like UCL I think there's two polar opposites in terms of one of them's going to go at this and look at it as a positive of whatever they get is yeah. is an, a great outcome. And yeah. I just don't know whether UCLU are going in with that kind of attitude. I don't don't quote me on that, and please don't send me any angry messages to any UCLU people. But yeah. I I just feel it might be a long year. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, you never know. As I say, I think it all comes down to that first, the first couple of games. If you go in, with, as you say, with the right attitude. And even if you get you get a bit of a tanking at some point, then you still went and you played your best. And I, you know, we don't do this because we don't spend hundreds of hundreds and thousands of pounds each year to play hockey just to win games and win trophies. If we did that, then you know, well, it would be boring as well. I mean, the the game of hockey, the competition is why we do it, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and you know what? They might surprise us. You never know. Well, I, I hope they do. I really hope they do. I wish them all the all the best. 
they do yeah. have they do have after Manchester the ugliest judges in the BIHA. Um, but um, I still hope they do well. I really do. Uh, yeah, definitely. One thing we want to see is is a ten team top division one nationally that's competitive throughout, yeah. not just potentially perennially eight teams and two rotating teams. <laughs> yeah, like you know what I suppose that I would like to sort of see the model almost. This is this will sound ridiculously ambitious, but almost like the English Premiership. Where you do have the teams that maybe flip flop between the divisions, but they can uh, on any on any given day they can they can take a scalp and um, you know cause an upset or and no team's going to walk over them. Yeah. And that, that's that's what we want. I mean, even let's let's go beyond that. We want that from all twenty teams in checking, really. Uh, oh, yeah. Or nineteen, as the case may be, this year. But um, yeah, we want teams that are going to going to compete each week. So moving moving on from uh, Division Two, uh, sorry Division One South, Division Two South this year is a, is a four team division, and the decision was made to make them play each other four times, uh, which has caused me caused me a bit of a scheduling headache. But um, I think I think that could lead to some some brutal rivalries developing over the year, which could be quite interesting, and I'm actually a little disappointed I'm not going to get to see a lot of the South games. Exactly, it's one of those things that you'd look at um, you look at the NIHL, North, South, currently going on, and things like that, and you look at some of these teams and some of the rivalries that's lining up, and and it'd be nice, like I, particularly if I was sat in the Lions dressing room for Birmingham, and we knew we were coming up against Southampton, and a couple of games into the year you'll work out who's who and knowing that okay it's not just a case that we play these guys now we might see them in three months time and then maybe at nationals knowing that hold on I'm going to play against this guy again and another two another three times after this hold on that guy was really annoying hmm. yeah. could be interesting yeah no I think I think it's it's going to be an interesting way to uh, develop the season I mean one of the things that I sort of tried to workshop and it didn't work out very well the way I'd done it probably because I didn't spend a lot of time on it was was the idea of just having four team divisions across the board and then you kind of get split up on merit and then you go into your little divisions yes. uh, you know like into sort of more um, tiered divisions and stuff uh, but the idea was to keep nationals completely separate and because my idea had nationals being part of the, the cup competition but it would have it would have decreased participation, so I, I totally get, you know, why that model yeah. wouldn't work. But um, I do like the idea of teams playing each other more than just twice, as you say, getting a bit of a rivalry, you know, and playing each other in real in real cup games. I mean, that that division's wide open. I, I really think that's wide open. There's not a B team in that division. Um, it is genuinely like a fight to win that division and. It could come from anywhere because you've got Imperial who are pretty solid at home normally. I hope they get the travel, the players to travel because they've had that problem in the past. You've got uh, Southampton are normally a force to be reckoned with, and and Division One is missing Southampton in a sense because you know it'd be good if they got a similar team to what they get at Nationals and when they play in Tier One. Um, yes. And I, I don't mean that. I'm not meaning that cheeky towards them. It would just be good. If they had a similar sort of team and they were competing in the cup as well as in in nationals too, uh, and then you know, Birmingham, I think Birmingham could be the the team to watch in that division. They they're 
seem quite switched on, quite organised. And and well, I don't you don't know what you expect from Coventry because they spent years in Division One. Uh, so you know, it's a good, it's a, it's wide open that one. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to look at the Paddy Power odds on that one. To be fair, I mean, been there before, going going to Solly Hall, middle of, middle of the week. Well, Saturday night it normally is. Saturday night in Solly Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, be an interesting trip. So I, I, I would perhaps put, put my money on the Lions maybe for having a cheeky each way bet. But as you say, anything could happen in that division. Anything at all. <laughs> each way bet. And you get paid for the top four. Uh, <laughs> that would be ideal. <laughs> so uh, the next division, I think we should go back to the north. Um, and you are in—you've got a B team and a C team this year. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. I've got that. I've got that right. So you guys are in the division now. Who's who's in your division? I should know this because I've done all the thing without looking online. But can you remember who's in your division? You've got Hull, haven't you? No, we don't actually. If, if Hull's, Hull's A team is in tier four. That's right, because Hull, the way that they, they rank things is based on what teams you had in each division. So because Hull dropped their check-in team altogether, yeah. the A team essentially went straight into the division where the uh-huh. B team was, essentially. Yeah. They just, you just got rid of the B and made them Hull A. So yeah, you've got Manchester Metro Stars B, Newcastle Wildcats B, Northumbria, eh, sorry, not in a Maverick C and Sheffield Bears D, and obviously your your good selves. That could that's going to be a bit of an interesting one. I mean, I'm never sure with the the non-checking teams really because I've not had a team involved in non-checking hockey for a while. Um, obviously that might change for me coaching wise soon, but um, I think that could be quite quite an interesting one. And it all kicks off on the twentieth of November when you guys play New- Newcastle Wildcats B. Again, it's another another opportunity for people to settle old scores and rivalries, and be another interesting night at the bay. But I think, as you what we were saying, I, I would say that non-checking North one, in the same way that I said to win Division two outright in the North, perhaps you might have to go nine and one. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at this division and thinking maybe a seven and three, maybe you can get to the seven eight wins mark. Mm-hmm. T- teams are going to take points off each other in that division all over the place. Yeah. I would say I would have had Sheffield down as the perennial favourites, but obviously moving up that team and now this becoming the D team. Yeah. Interesting. I would I do have a sneaking suspicion I would go with the Mavs C. They've had a lot of success recently at Nationals and uh, across the board. I'm looking at the Mavs there as the as the favourites in there. I'm gonna make a bold prediction. I'm not locking it up or anything, but I reckon Max Power plays in Division Division 1 uh, North non-checking this year Max Stone Max Stone remember Max Stone he's back he's back he's back from his year abroad do we see Max Stone play for the, the Mavericks C I'd like to see it happen I'd like, interesting yeah because he was in the I think he was in the E team when we last saw him and he was he was above their standard but he hadn't really played all year he just kind of started um, so it'll be interesting to see, I li- and I like seeing players progress and jump jump up a, a division and stuff. So uh, yeah, we'll see what happens in that one. You got any any players to watch out for in your team? Um, <clears throat> some interesting signing news potentially, but until it's confirmed, I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to divulge who may or may not be playing in that team. Return of a an interesting character, perhaps. It's not that big, huge guy that always played non-checking, even though he's big and huge, is it? I forgot his name. Can neither confirm or deny if Dan Steele may be returning. 
<laughs> right, yeah, it was Dan Steele. Uh, yeah, and um, Steph. Uh, no, interestingly enough, is, is Steph Towns in that team uh, for Newcastle? Or is she uh, is she in the A team normally? I believe she might be playing A team, but don't quote me yeah, on that. I mean, I'm she's, not entirely sure. I know she's, she stepped up and played A team nationals last year, helping the guys out. But mm-hmm. um, I'm not entirely sure. We'll have to wait and see on that one. Yeah, she, they were a bit short last year, of course. Um, the the their A team in numbers but not that I would probably say Steph is one of their better players anyway so yeah, you know, it's, it's not it's not like you're just taking her to make up the numbers at all I just wondered because she's actually been in contact with me seeing if uh, we can organise a Newcastle Wildcats women's slash Steel Queens game so that's why she came into my head there in case you're wondering I'm not favouritising any players from that it was just that she came up in my my feed no, no, that sounds uh, just sounds good now Interestingly, we, if we go down to the Division Two non-checking, um, this is this has got more A teams in it than perhaps Division One. Um, yeah. It's got your Bradford Bradford Sabers, uh, Hull Ice Hogs, Leeds Griff, Leeds Griffin B. Fair enough. Newcastle Wildcats women. Um, yourself as the C team, Nottingham Mavericks D, and Sheffield Bears E. A seven-team uh, division, um, as as uh, Eason uh, mentioned earlier on, and um, it's it's a tough one to call. I, I mean, I would think the Bears E might be the weakest team in the division just because they're now the E team, and you know that's going to be the, the the proper beginner team. But you're never sure. They sort of seem to realign their teams when they when they jump between divisions. So. It could be that could be a really interesting one. The women's, the Newcastle Wildcats women's are normally a solid team as well. Yeah, I, again, they've got some star talent, and having seen those guys train the last couple of weeks, I wouldn't certainly. I, one thing I would credit the Wildcats for is the, their women's program in terms of the development and the number of girls that they're bringing into the sport is phenomenal. Yeah, and certainly I mean, something that is uh, slightly the envy of myself, but we do have plans on our own team at some point, and it is going in the right direction numbers wise, but. Yeah, well, Bradford, Bradford. I mean, speaking about uh, good women's players, that I wonder if uh, is it Sarah, is it Davidson? I can't remember the, the little girl that played in Division Two last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if she'll be playing um, for this team because she she could do some damage in that division, definitely. Um, and Bradford, I don't know. Bradford are always a hit or a miss for me uh, when it comes to nationals. I always think they're going to do really well. They like they've been in Tier Four a few times. And they, they never seem to seem to do it. It's like the, the, the sabers are choking on their own teeth, sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I would probably if I was gonna if I was gonna take a wild guess, I would say that it's gonna be Hull Ice Hogs that are gonna win that division and move up. Um or or Bradford or the Wildcats women's team. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking at See, see how many games that they can convince uh, some of their Div Two winners from last year to come and play. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's that's the key for Hull Ice Hogs. If they they've got to have some of those players if they're going to win because their 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 non-checking team last year struggled a lot. If they've got some of the players that have played up that division, 
um, then I think they could they could do some serious serious damage in the division. To be honest, hopefully, hopefully they do. They're a team that I think certainly in the time that I've been involved with this, I can remember when I first started, Hull were a Division One team. They had a, a B team and a C team, and it just seems every year on year they just crumble down and down and down. And obviously <clears throat> there was the the brief highlight of obviously winning Tier Two champs last year, but other than that, it's just. It's, it's, it is a shame. It's it's the the league. Well, the organisation, BYJ. We need we need teams getting their A teams up and out there. And yeah, yeah. And sometimes you do have to take a step back to go forwards. So hopefully that's what this is. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, that that is quite common in the BYJ. I mean, do you look at your good selves? You were once the Flames. Yeah. Um, and then that. Uh, that name and organization burnt to the ground, and and the Kings came out of that, and the Kings are a good, solid, reliable team. Uh, and a well club, sorry, not team. Um, but you know, because there's no one team that's re- just reliable. But they, they've done well. They've done really well in the non-checking. Um, you know, won all that. They came up. You've now come up and started playing checking. You went up. Okay, you've went back down. But you, you're, you're there. You guys are sorted. You, you've got a plan. You look like. You're, they're there for the years to come, and that's what I hope happens with Hull. Um, I know that maybe they've got, you know, they sometimes get ice time problems, they, you know, and and what have you, and these things can't be helped, and that's why you end up having to downgrade. I mean, that's what happened with Edinburgh as well. They lost the Beagles because they didn't have enough ice time for them, essentially. So, um, okay, uh, now. That's that concludes the north, um, essentially. I think we'll do, we'll, go, we'll look at the south and then and then, you know, we'll have a quick look at the fantasy and then maybe talk women's hockey. Um, right, okay. The north is the south division one. There's no team I can look past. I I think Kent Knights are going to win that. Uh, from what I saw last year, yes. Yeah, I mean Kent Kent Knights for me last year were they completely outmatched everybody they played. Yeah. Um, I, I just can't see anybody even competing with them. But you never know. You never know. They could. They could. Stranger things have happened. But Southampton beat you. Always normally seem to have a competitive team to some extent. That's probably not a bad shout. Again, London. London have always got a very, very strong organisation in terms of their Division One team, and there's a trickle down effect to people playing Division Three. So yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, I think. I'm not saying that it's it's over before it begins, but I just, you know, if I'm being realistic, I think Kent Knights are probably going to wrap that one up um, yeah. this season. But, um, you know, as I say, stranger things have happened. Now, look at Division Division 2. I know we've kind of skipped over that one, but Division 2, I think, is actually more interesting. You've got Cambridge, Cambridge and Oxford women's are finally back in the same tier. Yeah, um, after they, quite a while. Yeah, after quite a while, they've—I mean—they've always played friendlies against each other, um, but they, they're finally back in the same tier. Um, and there's some there's some interesting matchups there. You've got uh, Cardiff, Cardiff Red Talks B, um, Coventry and Warwick Panthers B. There was a bit we thought they were entering the women's team this year, but they haven't. Um, Southampton Spitfire C and Imperial Devils B. So uh, there's a lot of uh, there'll be a lot. Of Interesting matchups in that one, but I think, I think you're probably looking at the. I think the Oxford women's team have got a wee a wee shout if they're anything like last year. 
So you've got like Hangi and and Jennifer Lawrence playing for them. Yeah, Hangi is back. Uh, yeah, I think she's back, and I'm, sh- I'm sure Jennifer Lawrence is back because I'm sure she was like the fixture secretary or something this year. Interesting. I could I could be completely wrong, and it could be another Jennifer Lawrence, but or it could just be someone called Jennifer, and I've assumed that she's Lawrence when I've been like half asleep when I've been doing fixtures, but. Um, yeah, um, I, I think they, they could be quite good. And well, the Red Talks, you never know. They've always got, uh, you know, old Fraser Lewis that can do a job. It's not necessarily it's not necessarily hockey, but he can do a job. And uh, the Panthers be I don't, I don't know what they'll be like. Imperial normally pretty good at non-checking uh, level. Um, and Southampton see. Well, we we'll wait and see what they're like because, as I say, that you, you don't know what the what the trickle down effect is going to be like. It, it really depends on how many players have to play a team for them this year. Yeah, how, uh, how many have to just make up the numbers for the a team before the uh, the all stars arrive? Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And uh, it's with the greatest respect we say that, but that's exactly what happens. There's no <laughs> there's no sugarcoat in that. So um, yeah, I, I I would I would say a wee outside bet. Uh, on the Oxford women's could possibly I mean they were in that they were in the higher division before it's not like Cambridge have moved up tell, you, uh, tell you what would be good it's a out, outside bets on a, a Wildcats women Oxford women playoff final that would be outstanding that would be great for great for the women's game and just great it in general it gets a couple more of the girls teams up off the uh, up the divisions and it's an inspirational Time. Yeah, and, 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 and talk about talk about exciting matchups in terms of players and players as well. I mean, Hangi playing defence against uh, Steph Towns would be pretty. Yeah. That would be pretty good hockey to watch. I'd think it would be a good battle. So, yeah, yes. ah, that would be that would be a great outside bet. Um, that's who we're cheering on this year. Anyway, um, now looking at the, the the South has a third a third tier of non checking. I think they must get they must get a lot more ice than. Than they do in the north, <laughs> but um, they've got Birmingham Lions C, London Dragons C, Southampton Spitfires D, and UCLC. Of course, UCLC um, and your 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 D team uh, have my favourite ever moment in nationals, with the old uh, the old circling wagons routine in the wee fight <laughs> and tier five and tier five. What a time to be alive that was. That need, that needs to get brought up again next. Next year, we'll, I'll, I'll get the guy Marshall. He lives quite locally to Sheffield. We'll get him in for an interview. Yeah, yeah, we've got to try and do that. And uh, to be honest, I hope we can get that as like some kind of uh, nationals highlight package, which now means that when Dave's suffering from insomnia in a few weeks' time, he'll have something to do. Um, yeah, if you're listening in, Dave. Yeah. Now, one other team in this division that uh, <laughs> nobody expected to be here: um, Oxford Vikings. I don't think they expected to be here either. <laughs> no, no, and we're perfectly honest about it. The, the 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 rules of the competition are: if you are a new checking team, you start at the bottom and work your way up. If you are a new non-checking team, you start at the bottom and work your way up. I mean, St Andrews. I mean, when St Andrews moved into che- uh, into playing the cup, I said right at the start they'll romp that division, which they did. And and uh, but they had to go through it to to get into it. So, you know, I um, that's the rules. And the Oxford Vikings, obviously, uh, got an interesting 
an interesting start. This is the earliest non-checking has ever started in all the time I have been involved in doing these. Southampton Spitfire D, Oxford Vikings, a week on Saturday, the 4th of November. As you said before, what a time to be alive. It is history in the making. And then after that, it's two weeks till the next game. <laughs> so, and But that's just the way the ice, the ice team worked, so... Just, uh, just, just, just thinking there, it might take two weeks to fill in the game sheet. <laughs> it could do. It could oh, do. Sorry, Southampton. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um. So we'll see. Um. Uh, how that goes, and hopefully, um. Hopefully, it'll not be. It, I think a lot of people might think that Oxford will just hammer everybody, and they'll. You know they'll probably have like thirty goals a game and stuff. I'm hoping that's not the case. I'm hoping that other teams can find a way to compete with them. You know whether it's even just playing a bit of a trap or something and just trying to, you know, slow yeah, them down. Something like maybe steal a couple of skates or sticks yeah. or know, something. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think I think that concludes the cup warm up. I mean, we're we're looking at so. Let's 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 shoot. Like, what's your division one North winners? What what is your pick for that? Let's see how we, and then we can have a look at this at the next pod and see if we're doing any good. St Andrews. Okay, and South North uh, one. Mm, I'm gonna between London and Cambridge, but I'm gonna go London. Okay, well, I'm gonna go St Andrews for division one North. Because actually, if I'm wrong and it's Edinburgh, then I'd be quite happy with that. I'd happily lose, you know. I'd ha- yeah. And uh, in terms of in terms of the south, I, I'm I'm going to be bold and go Cambridge. I think I think Cambridge will, will do it. Now, in Division Two, uh, are you backing yourself to 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 lead that division? I don't like doing it. <laughs> no, I, I don't like doing it, and I'm going to pick someone else. I'm going to go. Complete and utter upset. Sheffield Bears. Sheffield Bears. Well, the Sheffield Bears carrot boys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I reckon I reckon it'll be probably your good selves that'll that'll win that division. If not Manchester, I would think. Um. But that's you know as I say, just a prediction. Um. And uh, what do you reckon of the four team checking South division? Imperial, that's an interesting one. I, I, I think this is the year Southampton get back into Division One. So I'm going to go with Southampton. I reckon this is going to be their year. And yeah, I, sk- I think, thinking about what players normally play nationals for their A team, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I, mm-hmm. Very good shout. I also, I think their schedule is going to be just awkward enough that teams are going to struggle to get full teams out because they've still not given me ice time for their A team so <laughs> I think they've got that advantage as well um, yeah and then uh, what are you thinking North North 1 in this non-checking Nottingham C Nottingham C I think that's a good shout actually I think I probably would would agree with you on that one what about the uh, the non-checking South one gotta be the gotta be the Kents I'm afraid yeah I yeah, I think yeah, I think we're looking at Kent Nottingham in that one, and then I think we both. I don't want to predict the other one, but I just want to say let's both agree 
that we really want that Oxford women's Newcastle women's game, right? Yeah, whether we think it's definitely going to happen or not, let's let's just say that that's what we're supporting. And then obviously, in non checking three in the south, we're, we're thinking Oxford Vikings all the way, I would imagine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, just to uh, touch on a couple of things, um, we didn't have many questions, but I, I guess that we weren't that well promoted, and we're hoping that we send this to Joe, and he makes it all sexy, and there's soundtracks and all this sort of thing. Um, yeah. And um, but we did set up a fantasy league, and Nick basically filled it full of his pals and stuff because we were struggling for numbers, but it's great because we've got like seven people. And I did believe. They actually, did they actually sign up? Yeah, yeah, there's seven. There's a seven folk. Nobody, nobody drafted apart from me. I was the only one that turned up to a live draft. <laughs> and and I am second now. I was first until until uh, the other day. Being honest, I haven't even. I don't even know where I am. I haven't even logged in or touched my team yet. I haven't had time. <laughs> I'm probably bottom. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's. Oh, that's bad. Um, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm starting, but I will see who's first and second. I know that Dave, on on the auto draft, managed to get Connor McDavid. Wow, it's not working so well for him. Who's it? Who's David? David Miller. Ah, David Miller is one of the uh, Kings alumni. Yeah, he is first with banging slappers. Is his team? Yeah, that's uh, we had it. We had our own fantasy league last year. Same team. He. Uh, Came out of nowhere to win in the end after I was top for the entire thing. Yep, and the and the aptly named a crap team is last. I don't know who they are though. They've hidden their identity. Yeah, I probably would with a team name like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's not the most original of team names. Um, so yeah, um, largely I think that one of my part of my demise is caused by the fact that I uh, auto drafted and was seventh overall. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah so that's the fantasy league um, and just finally before we go um, on the next show that we do I am going to I'm going to relent and speak to Callie and do a interview with Callie that will like play so Dave will just I think Joe's just going to like I don't know how he does it but maybe we shouldn't give the magic of it all away because uh, <laughs> it will yeah. seem seamless to you when we give it to Joe Exactly behind the magic, with just it. Yeah, that could be that could be an episode of the pod, actually. Um, yeah, so just one final thing: you were, we were obviously talking about the strength of the women's game and then the Newcastle um, team, and I think I'm possibly we're possibly the wrong people to talk about this because we're both not women. Um, so hopefully, as well for the next one, I'm hoping to speak to you know some some of the female players or some of the people who run their respective female teams and uh, and get their perspective on what's going on I know that I've started a female team but I'm not going to bang on about that one all the time because it's, it's quite fledgling and it's getting there but um, I, I really would like to sort of hear from some of the girls so if any of you want to volunteer if not I'll just start like randomly emailing you and stuff and that'll either come across as weird or um, you'll happily speak to me so Either way, anyone who's listening in, please, please let us know that it, I heard some people at the AGM saying that they'd listened in, but uh, please, please talk to us. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got. We I know that I know that Callie listened to us. I know that Eason listened to us. Hi, Callie. Yeah, I I know that I listened to us. Um, 
<laughs> and uh, I know that Dave I, and Joe. I, I know that my mum didn't. There you go. Your, your mum didn't. Yeah, exactly. How is she supposed to hear my cake orders pre-nationals if I, if I, she doesn't listen to the pod? That's all right. She, she just messages us in now. What with my new position on the committee, I think it's expected. What well, is your new position? I'm, I'm, I'm events coordinator, as as revealed to my good self on on the morning when Andy put it on the slides and did tell me. Your events coordinator and the purveyor of baked goods. Right. Okay. That sounds that sounds great. So I think we've probably rambled on for quite long enough for the start of the season. So everyone have a great first weekend. You. Good luck to you. You. You're playing this weekend, aren't you? You're an opening weekend. Yeah. We're. Uh, I'm guessing we're opening things up. First game, twelve o'clock Saturday. So bit of a tradition we got going. So we'll see what happens. Sheffield Bears Beach should be a good game. Anyone's in the northeastern fancies. Watching a parade of people to the penalty box. That that should be. Uh, I mean, you don't have a penalty box in Butley Bay. Let's be honest, but that should be um, a a cracking first game, uh, real tester. Like and Sheffield Bears B, they'll have a, a few of their fringe A guys playing. I think in that game as well. So. Yeah, so that that's a good one. So good luck to all of you that are playing uh, this weekend. We'll hopefully be back around mid November, third week in November. Have a little bit of a review, see how our predictions went, and uh, take it from there. Um, essentially, if you have any topics you want us to talk about, then get in touch. And uh, if you do want to talk about something, I'll hopefully get in touch with you before the pod so we can play it out rather than me reading something that somebody has prepared really well. So, um, yeah. You didn't have as, as nice as soft, dulcet tones as Dave during his, uh, his narration. <laughs> no, no, but how the how to how to register your club and stuff. So yeah, is, guys, get registering players. I've noticed there's not that many going up at the minute. Like, come yeah. on, guys. You have one, one. No, you don't even have one week. You have less than one week for most of you. So get it done because the last thing you want is players being rejected or ending up with five 0 forfeits in the first weekend because you've played someone who's not eligible or something. So. Exactly. Get yourself sorted out, guys. Yeah. Anyway, um, good night to you, Nick, and uh, good night to y'all. Uh, you stay classy, B I H A. I really need to work on a sign off. So anyway, good good luck, guys. Good luck. <laughs> good night.